Hello fellow brethren and welcome to the Faith Encounter service from the Kodesh Family Church University City, Philadelphia. The message you're about to hear is a faith-filled message of Pastor Daniel Ofosu, a beloved son of Bishop Dagwood Mills. Open up your heart, listen with faith and allow the word of God to bring positive change and transformation into your life. Happy listening. Hallelujah. Can we stand to our feet for a few minutes? Let us pray. I want you to just begin to thank the Lord for this afternoon. Thank Him for His presence in this place. And thank the Lord for the word that you're about to hear. Open your mouth and pray. Ask the Lord to speak to you and to speak to your need this afternoon. In the name of Jesus, lift up your voice and let us pray. Lift up your voice and let us pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We give you praise. We thank you for bringing us together this evening, this afternoon. We ask, Lord, for your spirit to speak to us, Lord. Minister to our hearts, Lord. May these words not be my own words, but Lord, may these words be influenced by your spirit. May, the, may your words come to us. May you speak to us. May you touch us, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I want everyone to lift up your voice and pray. Ask the Holy Spirit himself to touch you, to open your heart that you will receive from God. Pray that whatever is on your mind, whatever is burdening you, whatever is, 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 is slowing you down and seems to be a big battle in your life and you can't seem to keep moving, something is just blocking you and constraining you. Pray that the Spirit of God will speak to you this afternoon and will, will move blockades out of your life, will remove impediments from your life. Pray that the Spirit of God will touch you this afternoon in the name of Jesus. Spirit of God, take control. Pray for the Spirit of God. Pray for the Spirit of God to minister to you, to speak to you this afternoon. Pray that your time here will not be in vain. But the Spirit of God will talk to you. The Spirit of God will minister to you. The Word of God will come alive in your life. In the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. We welcome you in this place. We welcome you in this place. We welcome you in this place. Have your way. Have your way in us, Lord. Yes, Lord. We thank you. We give you praise. Come and have your way in our midst, Lord. Father, we 
block any form of distraction in our lives, in our minds, Lord. Anything that would prevent the word of God from coming to us this afternoon, we block it in the name of Jesus. Father, anything that will serve as an impediment to our experience and our encounter with you this afternoon, we block it in the name of Jesus. Lord, have your way in our lives. Have your way in our lives, Lord. Speak to us, Lord Jesus. Speak to us, Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Can you take your seat? Well, it's a blessing to have you all in church today. I see that the small winter storm didn't stop you from coming to church, which is a blessing. Um, I think we want to clap for our film stars again. You know, it's a great blessing to have them here and to minister to us and I really really truly believe in their message this afternoon you know that when you open up yourself and you open up your life for the Lord to use you he would touch many other aspects of your life when you do God's will and you do God's work he blesses you. Hallelujah. The Bible says that God is not an unrighteous judge. You know, an unrighteous judge is someone who, if maybe someone steals from you or someone um, commits a crime against you or against your family, someone else can go and give him some money. And then instead of putting this person in prison, he will set the person free. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Depending on where you come from, there are a lot of unrighteous judges in, in, in certain parts of the world. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, an unrighteous judge is the type of judge who does not give the right rewards or the right punishment to those who deserve it. But God is not like that. When you serve him, he will bless you. Hallelujah. When you serve God, he will bless you. And he will surprise you. That's the other thing. God surprises his children. How many of you like surprises? There are more ladies here. It seems like you know, I'm, 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 I'm shocked today. There are, more, there are more gentlemen in church than ladies. I don't think I've ever experienced this before. That there are more, there are more guys in church than the ladies. Brother Eli, have you seen something like this before? I'm actually quite surprised. Pleasantly surprised, I must say. It's a new season, huh? That's why the brother was asking, where are the ladies? Where are the ladies? I see. Well, it's a blessing. 
So let us continue to work for the Lord. Amen. And the Lord will bless us. Well, we are entering into our season of fasting and prayer. Amen. Are you excited about that? Or you are thinking about, some of you are thinking about whether the, your weight loss goals will be achieved. Some of you are thinking about the chicken you are going to lose out on, you know, and many other things. But we are entering into it fully and strongly with a lot of strength. Amen. Turn your Bibles with me to Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5. And let's start reading from verse 14. Luke chapter 5 and verse 14. Amen. And he charged them to tell no man, oh sorry, charge him to tell no man, but go and show thyself to the priest and offer for thy cleansing according as Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. And then the next verse, 16. But, so, but yeah, 15. But so much the more went there a fame abroad of him. This is about Jesus. So Jesus healed someone and he became very famous. Everybody was looking for him, asking, where is this Jesus? I have a headache. I have uh, some pain in my knee. I have some this. I have that. Where is this Jesus who is healing leprous people and all kinds of things? And so he became very famous. His name went far abroad. And great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities. Hallelujah. Then, verse 16, he said, And he withdrew himself. This is Jesus. When he was becoming famous and things were working out for him and everything seems to be going well, his ministry is blossoming. There are 100 people in the church, 200 people in the church. The church was becoming meatier and meatier. You know, the other day someone saw our church, saw the pictures that we took and said that, wow, you have very meaty members. Meaty, meaty. Yeah, she said that your church members, they are well fed and happy. Meaty. So I've started using it. So we call the shepherds meaty shepherds. When you come to church, you have to smile. You see, so that when we take the picture, we can see that these are meaty members who have come to church. Hallelujah. And he withdrew himself into the wilderness and prayed. And did what? Prayed. You see, we are starting the year and God is going to do many great things in our lives. I'm telling you for a fact that 2019 is going to be your best year yet. Yeah. 2018, last year, 2018 was my best year this far. And 2019, I'm believing God that it's going to be a better year. Hallelujah. Alan, 2019 is your year. Yeah. It's like a lot of people are receiving it for you. What is it that they are thinking in their minds that they are... Turn your Bibles one more time. Let's look at 1 Samuel chapter 12 and verse 5, I believe. 1 Samuel 12 verse 5. We have not even started. What is the time? 
It's two o'clock. I think today the film starts is the preaching. We'll be happy. And he said unto them, The Lord is witness against you. And his anointed is witness. And his anointed is witness this day that ye have not found aught in my hand. And they answered, He is witness. Verse 6. And Samuel said unto the people, It is the Lord that advanced Moses and Aaron. Everyone say, It is the Lord that advanced Moses and Aaron. It is, you see, advancement in your life is by the Lord. I didn't hear an amen. amen. Advancement. How many of you want advancement in your life? Only seven of you. Okay. Now, I'm telling you that advancement comes by the Lord. Not by your efforts. Not by your job. Or your um, salary. Or your family mem- uh, connections. Your network. Your, your, the number of LinkedIn um, connections that you have. Yesterday someone said to me, called me and said that I'm very angry with you. I said, why? You, you didn't respond to my LinkedIn message. It's been one year. Very, very upset. Said, look, I, I, so she didn't call me. She asked someone to call me and tell me that she's upset. I said, oh, let me talk to her. So I'm coming. She said I was coming to Drexel. So this is a story. She was a new student at Drexel. And she was on LinkedIn and saw that I was also a student at Drexel. So she wanted to connect with me for her advancement in Drexel. You see. And me too, I didn't respond. Because I haven't been on LinkedIn in more than two years. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So, if she's thinking that her advancement in Drexel and in life is going to come through her LinkedIn connection, it's an unfortunate situation. Because this LinkedIn connection hasn't checked his LinkedIn for two years. And some of us, that's how we are. We are expecting some breakthrough to come from some uncle somewhere. Or some professor that we have been smiling with. You know, because we have been smiling with him, we say, oh, this professor, I mean, he's going to be nice to me. Yeah. But advancement comes from the Lord. And someone said unto the people, it is the Lord that advanced Moses and Aaron. And that brought your fathers up out of the land of Egypt. So we are going to experience, experience supernatural advancement. God is going to move us forward. Every single one of us is going to have a major testimony. Yeah, major. I mean, not, not minor, major testimony. That you are, you are, I mean, there are some testimonies that are like, sometimes you say they are minor. 
and then other testimonies, you can see that they are major. They are all testimonies. Don't get me wrong. They are all testimonies. You know, but it's like miracles. When someone comes, oh, I was blind and now I can see. Wow. And someone comes and says, I mean, I couldn't walk and now I can walk. Wow. Say, so yesterday, there's another person, yesterday I had a headache and then I slept and I woke up and I came for the conference and then today I don't have the headache anymore. <laughs> and he's coming to give a testimony. And then you are, I mean, you look at the person, you're like, ah, I mean, when we are asking for testimonies, you two, you, go and find some food to eat. You were hungry. It was hunger or constipation that was causing your headache. <laughs> hunger and constipation. It's not, it's not anointing. You see. So, we are going to experience advancement in our lives because it's the Lord. But how is this advancement going to come? It is going to come withdrawing and prayer. So this season of fasting is really a season of withdrawal. Withdrawal. With, everyone say withdrawal. Yeah, withdrawal. We're going to sort of separate ourselves from the world and everything that is going on around us. And we're going to make time to pray and fast. You see, fasting and prayer the prayer is more important than the fasting. Do you understand? Yeah. Prayer is more important than the fasting. In fact, there's nowhere in the Bible where the, the I mean, there's nowhere it is written in the Bible that you have to fast for 21 days. I mean, we are actually going to fast for 21 days. But I'm just telling you that it is not, it doesn't say anywhere that, so it's not the fasting that's going to bring the results. It's don't be too religious. <laughs> don't, don't be too spooky about is when you are spooky about your relationship with god it can confuse you yeah the bible doesn't say that pray from 6 a.m to 6 p.m and then you are fast you have that is the proper fast when jews fast they fast from 6 a.m to 6 a.m the following day 24 hours yeah water just see them with their bottle of water 6 a.m to 6 a.m the next day yeah. They don't even cook. I mean, it's like they don't cook in the house. You go to a Jewish man's house during their fasting. They don't cook. They don't do certain things. Yeah. But we are going to fast and we are going to avoid pleasant, lavish eating and deliciousness all around us. And some of you, you can't even, I mean, that when we say fast, that what the traditional idea of fasting for us is just 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. and you don't eat breakfast and you don't eat lunch. That's all. I mean, that's it. It's not, I mean, what we call fast, truly, is just skipping breakfast and lunch. Yeah, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. So you see that a lot of people, they would skip their breakfast all right, struggle throughout the day, skip the lunch struggle struggle you know then <laughs> 6 p.m they arrive at home then we are praying then they're in the kitchen 5 55 
behind the kitchen. Mahonda la matola mashata malaba yabala. Hey, maso kabaya bashaya bashaya. Five fifty-five. Then they are checking. Sandolo mosaka tala mandele mene me. Shata tata yabana ma ma ma. Five fifty-seven. Five fifty-eight. I mean, it's like all your last energy you are just using it to cross the line so by 559 they have taken the rice they've put the stew on top of it they've taken some bottle of coke 559 and they i mean they are as they are praying they are actually praying for the food Then by six o'clock, six oh one, the food has entered the stomach. What is this? What kind of fasting is this? Ooh. And it doesn't end there. So when they finish, that's their breakfast. Then after that, they'll eat their lunch at nine o'clock p.m. Then at 11 p.m. before they sleep, they eat their dinner. And then they'll start again in the morning. You see, you are only going to become fat. And I mean, it's, it's a pointless, it's a pointless fast. You shouldn't even call it a fast. Yeah? You are just waiting and then eating in the evening. That's what you are doing. You see. So, we are not going to be so religious and spooky about fasting. Okay, we are fasting for three weeks, Monday to Friday. Okay, Monday to Friday, we'll, we'll pray in the morning for an hour, 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. Okay, and then you skip your meals. In the evenings, we'll pray from um, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. And then we can eat. But, I mean, we'll do this from Monday to Friday. And then Friday evenings, we'll come here and we'll have an all night. Okay, so Friday we'll get here around 9 p.m. And then pray. Till, till a certain time. Monday to Friday. But we'll be praying over the phone. Okay, so everybody must have the number. Are you calling? 5 a.m. We're going to assign everybody an hour one hour slot for everybody to lead the prayer and we are using our one of our books the title of the book is victory secrets i'm sure when are the books coming not sure but you can download them online right there are e-copies available somewhere please please do we want everybody to have a copy of it we've ordered books for everybody just a small transaction fee everybody will get a copy is that all right yeah so we are fasting. Look, one of the things that you should learn when you are fasting, it, it, it's, it, is, it is actually, you are trying to dry out all kinds of things in your life so that you can concentrate on God. So your goal and your mind should not be on food and entertainment and all these other things that distract you from God. Your goal should be I mean, the reason why you are not even eating so much is because as you get, as you um, eat less, you are sort of drying yourself and allowing 
yourself to be more connected with God because the, your stomach is you are not using all your energy to digest food. You'll be light. You just you are just floating in the system. When God speaks, you hear it easily. Compared to when you are eating some heavy kenke and uh, light soup, zoo soup. The the soup has crab, snail, pork, beef, chicken, steak, everything inside the soup. Philadelphia Zoo. Okay, so you avoid what what you do when you're fasting? Avoid things like meats, a lot of meats. You know, I mean, you should be able to go one week without eating chicken. Some of the guys are shaking their heads like, Lord, yeah, one week you don't eat chicken, you won't die. Milk, eggs, all these things. Yes. Bread, eat bread and water. Martin. <laughs> Martin is like, you must be joking. <laughs> yeah. But you are drying yourself out. So you start slowly. Maybe you think that you know, it's, it's not going to be easy for you. Maybe you've never been done it before. You see. So you start slowly. You know, eat your meal, one meal at night. Okay. But eat light. You know, this lower the whites try it you see when you are this is the time that you when you hit 40 50 and think you will not be able to fast for a very long time or when you have when you have a lot of children all around you say oh, you can't do it when you are keeping you are more interested in the food than the you are feeding the, the you eat half of the food and give the other half to the child you can't do it so this is the time that you have to put your energy and connect with God and make time for God and pray. It's more about the prayer than the fasting. It's more about the prayer. Like we are trying to make time. Because if you do this effectively, you are praying three hours every day. How many of you pray three hours every day normally? I don't see anybody's hand up. But if you think about it, it's not much. Three hours in a day. Three out of 24 it's not so much it's just a little over 10% of your time so for the next three weeks we are fasting and praying and trusting and believing God to advance us and to let all the victories that we are expecting this year come to pass hallelujah yeah how many of you are going to fast and pray with us Wow, I need more hands up. Believers who, who believe that they can fast for 21 days. It's not like Saturday you can eat whatever you want to eat. Yeah, just be, feel free. Monday to Friday, Saturday eat. Yeah, Saturday eat something, whatever. Some of you should be able to go Monday to Sunday. You see, you say you want to be a man of God. And you can't fast for three days. And just eat bread in the evenings. One slice of bread and some water. Oh yeah, 
you should be able to do. Last year when we were fasting, you should ask my wife. We, I went to get some bread from Acme. You know, in the evenings. Just come and take a slice or two. Put some butter. I make sure the butter is a lot. <laughs> the butter was my chicken and my everything. So I made sure it was thick. You know, I eat the bread and the butter. And I collapse and to the next morning. <laughs> collapse with the hunger to the next morning. But after a few days, you see that you're okay. You don't really feel that. I'm trying to be very practical with you and let you see how it's done. You see, it's not, it doesn't take a lot of... When you don't eat for some time, about three days, two, three days, you don't eat a lot of food. Then you don't feel hungry anymore. Your, your mind is not on, what will I eat? What will I eat? What will I eat? No. And then that is when you now be able to connect properly with God. When you are praying, you see that it, it's not rushed. It's not, you are not expending a lot of energy. You are relaxed. You are trying to hear God's voice. Thank you understand the word of God, you spend more time praying, worship, Jesus, let's relax. Let's relax. It's more prayer than starvation. Just let's relax. There is nowhere in the Bible where it says that, where Jesus said that, when you fast, you get this. Or when you fast, you do this. Or when, when you fast, it doesn't say that. It says that when you pray, when you pray, when you pray. So I want you to concentrate on the prayer. And I want everyone to make it a point to call 5 a.m. All of us should be praying. One hour, five to six. Then 7 p.m., all of us. And after the first week, second week, we'll take it to another, we'll take it to another level. That one will do what Jesus was doing, wilderness. Withdraw, and then go to the wilderness. We'll go somewhere and pray. Maybe here, but we'll be somewhere. Hallelujah. Are you blessed by the fasting and prayer that we are entering? Everyone stand to your feet and let us pray. I want you to pray and ask God to help you to pray. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Ask God to help you to pray. And as we enter this season of prayer and fasting, this season of withdrawal, and prayer. We want to ask God to strengthen you. Listen, everything that you do, it is by God and it's by his strength. The Bible says that the advancement came through the Lord to Moses and Aaron. So your ability to advance into this three week of fasting is by the grace of God. So I want you to lift up your voices and pray. Everybody should pray and ask God, Lord, help me to be able to pray. Help me to be able to fast. Give me the strength that I need and the discipline and the seriousness to be a, 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 a faithful person and connect and be fasting and praying for three weeks. Lift up your voice. Let us pray. Pray. God will help you. Maybe you haven't done it before. Maybe this is your first time. Maybe you are, you, are, you are going to be very busy at work. You are not sure what's going to happen. You are not sure how to do it. Maybe you are even feeling bad. That as, as, as I'm saying all these things, it's like, oh, you, you, you know you cannot do it. But no, don't say you can't do it. Believe God. Pray and ask Him to help you. 
name of Jesus. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. Don't count yourself out. Don't say that these things are not part of it. Don't say that I cannot do this. Say that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So pray for the strength of God. Maybe this is a new experience. There are new things in your life this year which, is, which, which seem to make it difficult for you to fast and pray. But believe God. Believe God. Pray and ask Him for His strength and for His help. I want everyone to pray. Open your mouth and pray and ask the Lord to help you. To help you. To help you. Yes. Pray and ask the Lord to help you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, help us. Help us. Help us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to share one scripture with you and then we'll be done. Sit down, sit down. One, one scripture. First John. Turn your Bibles to First John. How many of you prayed for God's help? You believe that God is going to help you. Okay. All right. So I'm sharing, I'm actually starting a series of faith this week doing that for the next few weeks um, but today I just want to share one scripture with you and then we'll go we'll continue next week I believe that the film stars have really blessed us they have touched our lives they have the word of God that they preached in their film is, is more than enough for us amen but in first John chapter 5 and verse 4 the scripture says This, for everyone born of God overcomes the world. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. Even our faith. Hallelujah. Go back to King James, please. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. Whatsoever is born of God overcometh. How many of you are born of God? God is your father. Everyone? Okay, so this is what it's saying about your life. It's saying that if you are born of God, you have overcome the world. You have overcome the, the, the troubles, the difficulties, the challenges, the, the, the impediments, the blockades, you have overcome it. And then it says, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. So your ability to believe and believe in God is what guarantees you the victory.
Next week, I'll talk a little bit more about this. And I, I want to encourage you all to be here. Because we are, going to, we are going to understand why faith helps us. Why believing in something makes a difference in your life. You can never believe, you can never accomplish something that you don't believe in. And many of us, from the very beginning, we, 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 we don't believe in ourselves. We don't believe that we can do certain things. And that's why the things never happen. It is not the voices that you hear. It is not your family. Uh, it's not the, the, the witch that has been assigned to your family in some village somewhere. Neither is it the wizard that has been knocking on your door or the pot that is sitting in front of your grandmother's house. It's nothing. It's none of those things. It's just that you don't believe. You don't have faith. And when you don't have faith, you cannot have victory. You cannot. When we are starting life, many of us start life in a negative position. Did you know that? Many people start life. There are very few people who start life and it's like they're already a step ahead. Very few. Many of you are students. By the time you finish school, you are already in debt. You haven't even started life and you're in debt. It's a negative thing. It's a step back. You see, Jesus said in, 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 in Matthew, he said that um, uh, I send you as sheep in the midst of wolves. I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. But be ye like serpents or have the wisdom of the serpents. Be wise like a serpent because you are already in the midst of wolves. That you are surrounded with danger. Yeah, there are certain places, the fact that you are even black is a problem. It's a step back. The fact that you are young is a step back. The fact that you have children, you know there are some places when you have children, they, don't, they won't even employ you. Did you know that? There are some places where you go and you tell them, oh, I'm married, I have a child. Sam, I think that it will not be easy for you in this job. They'll give the job to someone else. There are some places, because you are even a woman, they would hold back something that you should have had. I read an article recently that said that most women, and I think over 90% of women, are the same grade as their, as men. You know, so like you have a man and a woman who are at the same level. They men earn about on average twenty thousand dollars more yeah twenty thousand dollars more you are it's like the fact that you're a woman alone it's like you haven't done anything wrong you haven't said anything bad about anybody just because you're a woman it's like it's the wickedness in the world that is what it is that's what it is but you see all these things the Bible says that you can overcome them. You can overcome it. You are looking out for some opportunities in your life and it's like it's not coming. And you are losing hope and you are losing your focus. It's like your life is coming to an end. Listen, listen. You, the Bible has, was written before you were born. And God is saying that you have overcome the world. 
Someone say amen. Yeah. And what is this overcoming power? It is your faith. Your ability to believe and to believe in God. So I want to believe God that next week you will all be here and we will go a little deeper to understand how we can become victorious through our faith. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's have our communion. Let's stand to our feet. Service is over. Almost. say it confidently. Close your eyes, lift it up and say, this is the body of Christ. Say it one more time. The body of Christ. Say it a third time. The body of Jesus Christ. And eat it. Pick up your cup, your glass. Lift it up. blood of Jesus, or this cup that you are holding in your hand, it represents the blood of Jesus. And it has, it has a certain kind of power. See? Slow down. It has a certain kind of power. The power that it has is not electric power. It's not nuclear power. It's not um, magnetic power. It is the power to wash away our sins. Hallelujah. It is the power to make us clean and make us new. Electric power cannot wash away your sins. Nuclear power cannot wash away your sins. What can wash away our sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus Christ. So your sins of last year your sins of last night, your sins of yesterday and the day before, there is only one thing that can wash it away. 
that is what you have holding in your you have hold you have in your hands right now the blood of jesus christ so i want you to take it seriously anytime we are taking communion see it as an opportunity to be clean again it's like you have been bathed in three weeks and then finally you get water what a blessing it will be that is what the blood of jesus does for you it washes everything every sin every infirmity every weakness in your life is washed away by the blood lift up your cup say this is the blood of jesus say this is the blood of jesus one more time say the precious blood of jesus drink it let us pray close your eyes everyone close your eyes father we thank you for this great blessing to come before your table to partake of your body and your blood father we pray surrender ourselves surrender our lives to you father may we find strength where we are weak may we find refreshments may we find cleansing may we find hope joy peace Lord through your blood and through your body Father may we be cleansed of any sin and every sin in our lives every weakness in our lives Lord we come before you right now and ask and plead that by the power that is available in the blood of Jesus we shall be made clean we are clean through the blood we are clean through the blood we are clean through the blood of jesus christ thank you father that we are not walking out of this place with the same burdens we are not walking out of this place with the same sins we are not walking out of this place lord with the same distractions and evils and infirmities but we are walking out of this place new and clean and washed in the blood of jesus christ we thank you Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. We pray that your life has been transformed by the power of the Word of God. If you would like us to pray with you or would like to worship with us, please contact us at the Coder Stanley Church, University City, Philadelphia or call 267-809-5530. Thank you and God richly bless you.